0: It's time for the October 14th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review. A personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on Steve Coogan's birthday from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always... Uh Because only he brings out the natural luster of the wood, <laughs> Mahler the fake news dog. <laughs> Good boy, Mahler. Good boy. Today we'll be talking about BCBD, humanity's first planetary defense system, digital license plates, bull sperm, and then some.
1: But first, you have a rat problem at home? Uh, we did. Uh- About ten years ago, really? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. You could hear them. You could hear them.
0: Were they upstairs? I mean, (laughs) like in the attic? In the
1: you could hear that every once in a while. Yeah, that's not that's not a good sound.
0: They were over your head. They were over the head. They were in the in the attic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not the basement. We have no basement. Yes. Just calm you, down, Mike. Have you? You, <laughs> you have an attic. You don't have a basement. I don't. Yeah. In case anyone is looking for somebody that's missing, I do not have a basement. Yeah.
0: But you do, did yeah. have rats. Yes. Did you? What did you do about them?
1: We brought in the man, the, the assassin, mm-hmm. the, the killer. The... Did they use poison? I don't know what they did. We, See, we, show, they did. we, we, we chose not problem, to though. find out yeah. or ask yeah. about that. As that guy, oh, that's one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. Is the one where they exterminate. No, oh no, God, it's funny. It's funny. I don't explain him. I just exterminate him. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So okay. So there's another part to this, right? No. No. I you, just want to know did if you, you have, have a rat problem. Do you have rats? And do you have you ever had we, a rat problem? We,
0: we just have continuous rats, and we keep. Well, we don't keep cats. Yeah. We just let the the uh, Natural outdoor order. cats yeah. take care of business. Yeah. All right. That's a good way to do it. We've screened off the uh, attic. You know, you go, you get rat-proofed. Yeah. From Nature magazine, scientists have successfully transplanted clusters of human neurons into the brains of newborn rats. Oh. Yeah. This striking feat of biological engineering may provide more realistic models for neurological conditions like autism and serve as a way to restore injured brains. So that's why they did it. they are looking to help with brain problems that people have. Okay, good. So I can live forever. And I don't want to say that autism is a brain problem. We just have to learn with it. Yeah, yeah. Or learn to be with it.
1: Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's a spectrum. Exactly. We're all on the spectrum. Me especially.
0: (laughs) Okay. Clumps of human cells known as organoids grew into millions of new neurons and wired themselves into their new nervous systems. Once the organoids had plugged into the brains of the rats, the animals could receive sensory signals from their whiskers and help generate command signals to guide their movements. Hmm. So the scientists stuck those organoids in there. And these little newborn rats were responding to them. They were measuring, they could see the neurons firing
1: well, now I'm less encouraged by this research.
0: But it's not like they're starting to do human things. Okay. You know, they're not putting human neurons <laughs> into the rats and like they're Suddenly. teaching biology right. classes or, right. or, or, I'm, or I'm, experimenting on other
1: rats. Right, you know. or I'm going into to apply for a job at Starbucks and there's a rat in front of me yeah. waiting, to, waiting yeah. to take that job. Yeah, don't saying, don't to, yeah. would yeah. you like... I can do this all day long and all I need is, I just need pellets. Yeah. That's all I need. Really? Yeah. And that's what the rat would be saying. You, you can pay me pellets. Pellets. Yeah. Once a
0: rat, all's a rat. Yeah. On learning tests, they scored no better than other rats, okay. even though they had our neurons. Oh, good. They're rats and they stay rats, one researcher said. This should be reassuring from an ethical perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But that ethic thing yeah. might not hold if scientists were to put human organoids in a close relative of humans, like a monkey
1: mm-hmm.
0: or a chimpanzee. Then they will. The similarity between primates and humans might allow the organoids to grow more and take on a bigger role in the animal's mental processes. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, like uh, a chimpanzee with organoids could host a radio show or yeah, something. Exactly,
1: and do yeah. it pretty well. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if the standard is weekly signals, Yeah, I think, yeah, could do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, I imagine if we well, actually M- put some organoids in, in our our boyer. Well, Mahler has decades of experience as, yeah. a, as a co-host. Yeah, you know, he could step right in, he'd you, step right in, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. run the
0: board. Yeah, yeah. From salon, that's a magazine. Hmm. I think they were going for like the you know the coffee salon, you know the yeah. sit down and discuss yeah. things.
1: Yeah, back in the, was it Dorothy, what was the the salons they had in Paris? Here you go again, Paris. Dorothy Parker. Parker. Yeah. the I was going to get always, that. Now you, was gonna you yes, were was going to
0: get Yes, I was. You'd have been here for a half no, an hour. No, going, no, no. Yeah, I would have been People would have been calling up saying, <laughs> no, Parker. No, I would have Parker, and you were, what
1: was it? Wait a minute. I am have guy. Best it.
0: Parker? Dorothy no, Parker. Yeah. Yes,
1: Parker. And, and Ernest Hemingway, so and they used to sit around and. Fess talk. Parker and Ernest Hemingway? Yeah, Ernest, yeah, Fess Parker. Well, they're both kind of cowboys. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and Muriel Hemingway used to sit around and talk about stuff. Well, she was, you know, that's yeah. at least
0: close yeah. to Ernest. Yeah, yeah. Against a backdrop of catastrophic insect decline driven by the overuse of pesticides and unchecked urbanization, honeybee populations are suffering, as you well know, Mike. Dorothy Parker. Parasites, diseases, and pesticides have contributed to widespread honeybee death. Yes. Yeah. And a phenomena known as colony collapse disorder. That's what we've been calling it. In an attempt to improve honeybee health, researchers have tried feeding them caffeine. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. Black pepper extract. Tell me more. Curcumin. That's uh, in uh, turmeric. Oh. Wow. That's the main the, uh, main ingredient in turmeric. And none of these substances are able to balance effectiveness with strict safety requirements necessary in beekeeping. So I imagine they gave them caffeine and the bees were doing fine, but yeah.
1: you don't want to feed a, no. a herd of bees no. any caffeine. No, I don't think you do. Well, it depends on their disposition to begin with, Right. Yeah. If they're angry bees, you just don't want to do that. No, you don't want to. No, do that. no Baller, you know, <laughs> Baller's out in the field all the time. and yeah. he, That's the last thing he needs yeah. be chased around by a hive of angry bees. Yeah. So now yeah. the researchers have turned to hemp extracts. Oh, there you go.
0: Yeah. Newly published results in the journal Animals found that bees on CBD not only live longer than non-CBD bees, they had higher concentrations of biomarkers such as albumin, a protein that acts against inflammation, there. Yeah. which is a good thing for bees. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. You don't
0: want an inflamed bee. Uh-huh. <laughs> and right there, you give them a little CBD,
1: yeah. and these bees are doing great. And they've been knitting themselves those little orange-green beanies to wear when they fly around. You know, those... Bee beanies? Bee beanies. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're really big. They're of...
0: CBD bean beanies? <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they just mellow out. I don't know anything about orange beanies. Well, they're orange and green, and you know. Well, what you're saying Jama- is like Jama- just uh, Jama- like uh, the, like
0: the, Joe Zolynow used to wear a beanie. Thank you. Just a regular beanie. You think that people that have be that are mellow wear beanies?
1: The, these bees do. I've seen them. No, you haven't. No, I mean, is that is that the connection here? It's kind of the connection. The human yeah, I was connection. Going, I was going for that, the Bob Marley connection. Yeah, Bob Marley.
0: Well, uh, th- those are those are more you know, floppy hats. Okay. They're, they they're not yeah, like yarmulkes. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I didn't. My beanie, was,
1: my beanie wasn't a yarmulke looking. It was a more of a... A robust fl- beanie. It was a robust beanie. Yeah. yeah. If this
0: news makes you want to partake of the flower, may I recommend a donation to KUCI? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air, commercial-free, free-form, free-speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. Wow. Now, I heard that you uh, used to work for Trader Joe's.
1: Yes, I did. Six years and almost proud of it. Six
0: years you worked there? Yeah
1: almost proud of it
0: well it was it seemed like when you started it was a fun place it really was yeah and then they kind of they started to you started to see what they were doing to other people's products they'd bring a product Mm -hmm. in and somebody else privately
1: yeah that private labeling i think that's the downfall of trader joe's also and
0: then they took it over and they ran these people who were exactly trying to grow their business I didn't know this when Out. I first
1: started, but they, they were apparently very aggressive with all of their vendors and to the point where a lot of people didn't want to work with them anymore, and also they expanded from a couple of hundred stores to like five hundred stores, went completely corporate, and now Trader Joe's is just basically a shell of what it was. When wow, that
0: was when I was a I boy,
1: and I was I would go to yeah. that
0: one there on Santa Ana on Main been, street.
1: been going to Trader Joe's for 50 years.: Yeah,
0: yeah. And you'd buy like wine. Yeah. Because that's about all they had. Yeah. And some cheese. They had some cheese. They had some, yeah. right. they had some right. wine.
1: And then they have like mango sauce from the Philippines and you'd buy that. And the next time you went back, you wouldn't be there because that was a one Cause guy. Because it was a trader guy. It was a trader thing. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Now it's, now it's sprouts for, for, for yuppies or whatever. It's just different. It's just, the, it's not very. Anyway, sorry. I'm a little bitter. Well, sprouts is okay. Yeah, sprouts I mean, is okay yeah. too. Yeah, Trader no. Joe's is okay. But they're kind of the yeah. yeah they're they're kind of the same market.
0: What it used to be. Nope. You ever buy one of those jute bags they have?
1: Yeah. You do? You still have it? Oh, I have a bunch of those. The jute ones. Oh, the jute ones. No, I'm not. The jute ones. I'm jute. Sure. Yeah. No.
0: Jute. Jute. Yeah. J u t e. Jute. I don't. You no, know, those rough kind of burlappy bags. Yes.
1: Is that what they're? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I have some of those. So you bags. have some of those.
0: Oh yeah, bunch of them.
1: Jute. Yeah, jute.
0: From the New York Times, jute. Uh, coarse fiber used to make fabrics like burlap has been cultivated for centuries in the warm and humid climate of the Ganges Delta mm-hmm. over there in India. Mm-hmm. Some of India's jute factories have been in operation for more than a century. And today the country is the world's largest producer of jute. Jute. Everybody, Jute. Right. But in recent decades, the industry has struggled as less expensive synthetic substitutes have flooded the market. Ugh. Plastics and things like that. Of course. Farmers turned to other crops, cheap labor moved elsewhere, and mills deteriorated from lack of investment. But now, as much of the world seeks biodegradable alternatives to synthetic materials uh-huh. like plastics, yeah. Indian jute is making its way around the planet from supermarkets in the United States to fashion houses in France to wine producers in Italy.
1: All <laughs> right, oh, good.
0: Yeah, good to the hear. The revival that. of India's jute industry rests on bans on single use plastic that dozens of countries, including India, have enacted in recent years. Amazing. So you ban the plastics and people want to go back to jute again. Hey jute. And check this out. Jute is more durable than cotton, needs fewer resources for its cultivation, and has a shorter growing time.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: It's kind of like a hemp product oh, when I was reading say, about yeah. this stuff.
1: Or a little bambooish. Yeah. Kind of a little, yeah, it's a little like a bit rougher see...
0: than hemp. Yeah. Yeah. Jute also provides a longer stream of income to farmers because they can first sell its leaves as a vegetable. There you go. And later, its inner stem is used to manufacture paper, like hemp, while the outer layer produces fiber. That's what they use the bags for, used for the bags. The leftover sticks are used to make charcoal and gunpowder. This just gets better and better. Yeah. (laughs) You can dress yourself and you can shoot your friend. (laughs) Exactly. It's amazing. The plant also absorbs carbon dioxide at a high rate. So it's good for the planet. Jute for everybody. Yeah. It's an environmental wonder.
1: That's great. And India, of all places, could use an environmental plant. Yeah. Um, I just saw a piece, a film, where in New Delhi, birds are literally dropping out of the sky. There's so much pollution. They're literally just falling to the ground.
0: You see that goose at Dodger
1: Stadium? Yes, I do. We did. talked
0: about light. Uh, pollution. That's what happened with the goose. Is that what it was? Yeah. There was a goose on the field behind second base. He was <laughs> playing. I thought it was a shifted infield at first because, you know, he was playing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it, he had the shift on. Yeah. yeah for, he had the he shift was on. Soda but, was no, and, but he was there. Yeah. And it was like he was hiding and kind of looking up. <laughs> was I mean, he was getting as close to the ground as possible. <laughs> what they said, it was the lights. Okay. The lights, they, uh, a little bit beforehand. Uh a uh, V formation of geese had flown over the stadium, huh. and apparently he got uh, distracted or confused by the lights. Wow. And then didn't know what to do and landed, and he tried to take off, but yeah. he landed again because I think he felt that they were coming down on him, yeah. which I can understand. Yeah, yeah. Those so lights are bright, and they're over your head.
1: If you have ever driven into Dodger Stadium with the lights on or driven out of it on your way out of a game, yeah. you could see how much light power is going is being yeah. directed, directed on the, the field. field. Yeah, Yeah. yeah amazing so anyway yeah birds birds jute. geese yeah. jute yeah jute to the people <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it molly he feels bad about that uh that goose yeah you no know, well they use the towel because a towel when they picked up the goose they had a towel yeah yeah they they, they uh, if they use something like that it doesn't damage the wings so much yeah 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 right. Yeah. You yeah if it you start flapping around getting, it's not going to hurt it yeah getting the goose back uh, home again yeah From the Washington Post. The Washington
1: Post. I know the Washington Post.
0: Because of current drought conditions in the U.S. Southwest, Coalinga, California, may run out of water. The Fresno County city and its 17,000 residents have only one source of water, a shrinking allotment from the aqueduct managed by the federal government. And officials are projecting the city will use up that amount before the end of the year. Oh, my God. And officials are projecting the city will use up that amount. Nathan, I take no joy in saying this. I take
1: no joy in saying this, but 15 years, 20 years ago, we were talking about water. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, here we are.
0: That looming threat has left city officials racing between meetings in Sacramento and phone calls to the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation seeking to increase their water supply. Some residents have begun stockpiling five-gallon water jugs in their homes— yeah, no kidding. Well, many expect major spikes in their water bills. Well, I would think that's a badly written sentence, but you know, of course, people are stockpiling water if you know if you've been told
1: that. Yeah, you're going to run out of water. Water, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I imagine yeah, that five-gallon jugs are the least of it. Yeah, there's probably some tanks out there, and uh, I would think everybody is expecting a spike in their water bills. Yeah, but
1: how is that sustainable? You you can't you can't continuously yeah. bring in bottled water or big water tanks into the community and expect that to be sustainable. Yeah. So. If Coalingo
0: can't find relief, it will be forced to buy additional water on the open market at exorbitant prices that could swamp the city's budget. Some $2.5 million to buy enough water to last a year. And this is 17,000 people. You know, it's a small community. They don't have that kind of money in their budget. Fear of that kind of drought profiteering prompted California State Senator Melissa Hurtado, a Central Valley Democrat, to write U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland asking for an investigation into the anti-competitive practices of hedge funds and other investors who literally steal our most life-dependent research from ourselves and future generations in exchange for profit. Amen. From Smithsonian Magazine... The dolphin exhibit at the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas temporarily shut down after a third dolphin death in less than half a year. K2 was an 11-year-old energetic dolphin that died on September 24th after showing signs of illness. 19-year-old Maverick died earlier in September after receiving treatment for a lung infection. And Bella died at 13 after receiving treatment for gastroenteritis. Estimates for dolphin life expectancy vary, but the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says dolphins can live at least 40 years, and some survive to 60. So these are all dying as teenagers, or not even that. Yeah. Of the 15 dolphins born at the hotel since the exhibit's opening in 1991, 11 have died an average of about 8 years old. Uh, so that's like 11 uh, out of 15 who were born there have, all, have died.
1: Uh,
0: a fact that inspired the Mirage Hotel and Casino facilities nickname the Dolphin Death Pool.
1: Oh my God.
0: Come for the gambling, stay for the Dolphin Death Pool.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: from the Washington Post. According to a new study, the stresses of warming temperatures and forest losses are driving dozens of species of monkeys and lemurs that normally shelter and feed in high tree canopies to spend more time foraging on the forest floor. Yeah. That's not good. The findings demonstrate how human-caused climate change is forcing animals to adapt and is disrupting the ecological web they inhabit. More than 100 scientists who spent some 151,000 hours observing mammals across Madagascar and Central and South America found that primates are risking exposure to new predators to escape the heat and uh, find food. I wonder what kind of uh, behaviors we'll take up. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll Better be. What? I
1: think our behaviors will involve guns and bomb shelters. Yeah,
0: yeah. From Reuters News Service, the world's wildlife populations have declined by more than two thirds since the 1970s. Two thirds. I saw that story. Yep. As forests have been cleared and oceans polluted. This serious drop tells us that nature is unraveling and the natural world is emptying, said Andrew Terry, Director of Conservation and Policy at the Zoological Society of London. The World Wildlife Fund report, which used 2018 data from the Zoological Society on the status of 32,000 wildlife populations covering more than 5,000 species, found that population sizes had declined by 69% on average. (sighs) deforestation human exploitation pollution and climate change were the biggest drivers of the loss wildlife populations in latin america and the caribbean were hit especially hard experiencing a 94 percent drop in just five decades that's pretty incredible it is incredible and disgusting can you imagine being in those areas i mean there are areas of latin america and the caribbean yeah where more than 9 out of 10 animals are gone.
1: Yeah. I'm a consumer of news as you are. Uh-huh. It would seem to me that this story should be a headline in major news organizations platforms all over the all over the world. Yeah. We're documenting in some ways people are documenting the as you said the unraveling of life on this planet. And it doesn't seem to warrant the priority in terms of our awareness of it. Well, most people don't
0: live near animals. You know, they domesticate their animals and that's that. Yeah.
1: I just think people would have an interest in the, in the dying of the species that, that contribute to life on this planet. And I, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They're
0: too busy on their jet skis. What are they doing these days anyway,
1: people? I, I don't know what they're doing. They're uh They have any activities? That... Act, pickleball. Pickleball? They're playing pickleball. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I bet you you play pickleball. I have not
1: played pickleball
0: yet. It seems like it would be a sport that you would take up.
1: Absolutely
0: right. And you're playing pickleball? It, yes. And then it strikes you that 94% of the animals
1: in the Caribbean are not and Latin America are, are not here anymore. And then you just keep playing pickleball. I just drop my pickleball paddle Yeah. and I just walk off the court. It burst into tears. Burst into tears, curl up in a ball, wait I for somebody to come over ball and ball I cannot play through pickleball.
0: this veil of tears. There's no way. And on the other side of the ledger from the New York Times, two animal rights activists accused of taking two piglets from a Utah farm and recording the ugly conditions inside the pig farm have been found not guilty in any unanimous jury decision.
1: This is, people should know, there are laws against you documenting the mistreatment of animals. Yeah, but the two were acquitted
0: yes. of felony burglary and theft charges. If convicted, they could have each faced up to five years yep. in prison. Yep. Wayne Song, one of the defendants, said he was stunned by the verdict given that the judge had not let the jury consider any testimony explaining why the activists had targeted the farm, filmed their incursion, and ten- then taken two sick piglets on their way out. None of that could have been used as testimony, and yet they still found these... The jury found yeah. them not guilty. Yeah. Found them not guilty. This is a resounding message of a- about accountability and transparency, Huang forty-one said after the jury's decision, "Every company that is mistreating its animals and expecting that government and local elected officials will just go along with them, because they have them in their pockets, will now realize that the public will hold them accountable, even in places like Southern Utah. That's that's
1: encouraging. They're heavily
0: dependent on on pigs.
1: Yeah, they, poultry and pigs and all that. Yeah, slaughterhouse there."
0: Now full-grown, the piglets known as Lucy and Ethel. (laughs) Lucy and Ethel.
1: That's a reference. That's a pop culture reference.
0: Are living in an animal sanctuary in Utah and are doing wonderfully well. That's great. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. From Los Angeles Times. The spread of anti-vaccine misinformation and disinformation has become one of the defining public health challenges of our time. Yes, it has. And
1: so is stupidity. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I blame so much of it on the media. Yeah. And I mean, by media, I mean stupid television shows. Yeah. People focusing their time on reality TV rather than reality. Exactly. Yes. But what can we do when this pseudoscientific BS comes from an agency of a state government dressed up as a public health recommendation? The question arises from a new vaccine recommendation issued by Joseph Ladapo. Florida's Surgeon General.
1: Oh, this guy. I've, I know who he is. Yes. Yeah,
0: he's been labeled a quack and a COVID crank. Yes. In a guidance, Ladapo recommended against males 18 to 39 receiving the Moderna or Pfizer mRNA vaccines for COVID. Those are the big ones. Yeah. To justify his recommendation, Ladapo referred to a study purporting to show an elevated risk of cardiac-related death among males in that age range within 28 days of receiving the vaccines. As numerous qualified professionals have pointed out, however, the study is so sloppy and incoherent that it amounts to a monument of pseudoscience. This is the first time that we've seen a state government weaponize bad science to spread anti-vaccine disinformation as official policy, wrote David Gorski, a surgical oncologist. Gorski identified Flora's action as a dangerous new escalation in anti-vaccine propaganda. Now, in fact, COVID itself can cause all sorts of cardiovascular problems, and evidence shows there's a much greater risk of cardiac-related events when you're unvaccinated. This is much more of a political stunt than it has anything to do with science or protecting the population of the people of Florida. They cherry-picked the risks, and they cherry-picked the benefits, said Peter Holtz, dean of the Baylor College of Medicine.
1: And let's not forget, this fits into a narrative being pushed by Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Who appointed this Lodapo guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a crank. Yeah. He's a kook. Both of them. And both of them are, yeah. yeah. And this idea that I, it, I I hear it all the time because I live with someone who watches Fox News. I hear it. I, you know, I digest it. And every once in a while, it hits me that this is a reality. for Which mil- idea? The idea of this misinformation, this ecosystem of misinformation. And there was a guy, he has a show on Sunday night, and he was talking about Hurricane Ian and how it absolutely disproves climate change, (laughs) that the fact that it happened completely according to his statistics, which he pulled up in graphics and all that kind of stuff on the air, is absolute proof that climate change is a hoax. And he went on for 15 minutes about how it was. And uh, it's a small number of millions of people, but it's significant enough to matter and to affect the body politic.
0: Well, and it's the gaslighting technique, too. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Yeah. They take something that seems like it's completely evidence that your side, you know, that, that the correct side, that the scientific side is has correct. Been proven correct. <laughs> and you say, no, it proves that they're absolutely wrong. Exactly. With With no evidence to back that claim up. No. It's no. just complete no. BS or a scientific study that is
1: so incomplete and anecdotal, it's worthless. It seems like they could go after their license. I keep saying this, I keep bringing it up, but you can't just lie. It should be a violation of FCC regulations. Uh It should be. You can't just lie all the time.
0: All right. Meanwhile, the Omicron subvariant BA 2.75.2 a new coronavirus strain, some scientists fear, it could be problematic, has arrived in Los Angeles County. According to officials, the new virus may both evade prior protections of immunity from past COVID-19 shots or infection, and not respond to some of our currently available treatments. So that's not a good thing.
1: I and mean, we're not out of this yet. No. We're we're doing real well. And thanks to uh, buttface down in Florida, we may never get out of it. People yeah. like him.
0: Yeah, they'll keep generating new variants down there in Florida. Yeah. From The Guardian A flock of gene edited sheep has been used by scientists to pinpoint a promising treatment for a lethal inherited brain disease that afflicts young children. The researchers say their work could lead to the development of drugs to alleviate infantile Batten disease. Yeah. Batten disease is inherited from two symptomless parents who each carry a rare recessive gene mutation. Children who carry two copies of this faulty gene begin to suffer loss of vision, impaired cognition, and mobility problems. Seizures and early death follow. The scientists used the gene editing technique CRISPR-Cas9 to create a version of the faulty gene responsible for Batten disease in sheep. In other words, they put it in sheep. It wasn't batten disease in sheep. They gave the sheep batten disease. The scientists were able to create a small flock of sheep, each carrying a single functional copy of the batten disease gene. They set up the same situation as humans have. From these, they could then breed sheep that have two faulty copies. These go on to develop a disease like those in children and become the subjects of therapy trials. Now, it's not nice for the sheep, but we're able to experiment on the sheep so that we can prevent the the disease by calculating an appropriate treatment and the route to deliver it to the brains of sheep. Improvements in their disease could be observed. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine the emotional devastation of two parents who had no idea that this is something that they have, and then their child becomes a victim of it. Not only the care and well-being of the child, but the the level of guilt that you would carry around would just be incredible. Right? I mean how you
0: Well you, I mean I can imagine more guilty feelings, but yeah, you'd feel guilty. Yeah. You'd always have that yeah. guilt. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Mahler? What's going on? He's kinda sad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can prick it up here, Mahler. Right From side. the National Aeronautics and Space Administration newsletter. Good. <laughs> that always gets yeah, you that's, going. Yeah, that's that's a help. good. We're on, right. we're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Now we're NASA. talking. Yeah, NASA. We love NASA. Kinda. <laughs> the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Just because I like saying that instead of NASA. No. Nah. NASA sounds like a place, an island country. You know. <laughs> yeah. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration took aim at an asteroid last month, and this week the space agency announced that its planned 14,000-mile-per-hour collision with the asteroid's moon, Dimorphos, hit bullseye better than expected. So DART landed and hit the bullseye. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. We conducted humanity's first planetary defense test, said Bill Nelson, the administrator of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. (laughs) And we showed the world that the National Aeronautics and Space Administration is serious as a defender of the planet. Yay! The spacecraft not only connected with the it altered the space rock's orbit, shortening the trip around a larger asteroid by 32 minutes.
1: That's fantastic.
0: The time shift was exactly what the DART mission aimed to accomplish. That's really cool. That is. I think that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That'll that'll get you going, (laughs) mother. Uh, now, this is a little bit down, but you know, it's not, not horribly down. You remember those Easter Island statues? Yes. Yeah. The mystery of the Easter Island statues. Aku Aku. Remember that book? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the first time I saw them, I think. A book by Thor Heyerdahl. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, right. Which is a crazy name, but Aku Aku. <laughs> and they had these big heads. Yeah. The, How did they get
1: there? It Where was like
0: they... their body was. Yeah. They look like kind of Danny DeVito in a way, you know? They're <laughs> a small body and a big head. And a big head, yeah. right,
1: right. And the thing was, there was not the stone quarry on the island that would have supported such yeah. a thing happening. That was part of the mystery. But they were made from a volcano. A volcano, I'm sorry. Botonics, yeah, volcano
0: right. stuff. They finally got that going. Okay. But from the art newsletter, a potentially deliberate wildfire on Easter Island caused irreparable damage to the ancient Moai head statues that dot the landscape of the Rapa Nui Natural Park, a designated UNESCO World Heritage Site. The statues, some of which are up to four meters in height, were created by the indigenous Polynesian tribe, the Rapa Nui, more than 500 years ago. The Rapa Nui carved the the Moai statues from basalt and tuff, a form of compressed volcanic ash before positioning them to form a ring around the island, facing inland and looking over their territory. Yeah. All right. Here's something that you might, might like, Mahler. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Bull sperm. Yeah. Bull <laughs> sperm. From Science News. Bull sperm. Uh-huh. Swim more effectively when in clusters. Yeah. A new study shows potentially offering insight into fertility in humans. In simulated reproductive tracts of animals like cattle and humans, the behavior increases the chances that groups of cooperative bovine sperm. Uh I don't know if I've ever said that before or ever will again. The fact that bovine sperm could be cooperative is kind
1: of... I want to know the meeting. Like, they're sitting around a table, these researchers. And oh, we'll, I thought you meant the sperm. No, no. Well, you know, yeah. maybe. But, well, and, I agree with you, and they so, would say yeah. to each other. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think we got the same goal in mind here. Yeah. Why don't we work together? Yeah. But you're sitting around a table with a bunch of guys in white coats, and there, yeah. one guy raises his hand and said, you know, my passion, the thing I really want to devote a good part of my life to is bull sperm. Anybody, I think what they're saying. Infertility. Anybody with me on this? I know. Yeah. But they're talking about infertility, I know. which is, I you know. know, they're not yeah. talking about bull sperm. I understand. Yeah. Well, it's in some way they're
0: talking about The behavior increases the chances that groups of cooperative bovine sperm will outpace meandering loners. <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is my life story could, you're talking yeah, about well, now. Know, yeah. I, yeah. I, they're giving these, they're anthropomorphizing <laughs> sperm here. Yeah. I don't know, it's a meandering loner. Th- this story became very relevant to yeah. me suddenly, but go ahead. Yes. There's this Humphrey Bogart bull sperm <laughs> out there,
1: kind <laughs> of sitting around. Meandering loner. Yeah. That's going to be my new hashtag. Uh, yeah. yeah, from, yeah okay,
0: yeah. As they race to fertilize yeah. a female egg. So yeah. the cooperative bull sperm, yeah. uh, bowline sperm, uh, outpace meandering loners. <laughs> the benefits of clustering don't come down to flat out speed. You'd think that would be the case, but no. <laughs> The bull sperm that catch the egg first are not faster. In fact, in terms of speed, they are comparable or slower than sperm traveling alone. The meandering loners. Steady and sure. But here's the rub. Yeah. On their own, so sperm to speak. tend to follow curved paths. Oh, okay. But when sperm gather together in groups of two or more, they swim along
1: straighter routes. Oh, okay. I don't know why. We got a swim buddy. They got, they got some... <laughs> You know, that keeps when you're, them in line. Well, when you're in the ocean, you want somebody out there with you. Yeah, right? so you're, you know you,
0: if you go straight. Yeah, you you're, go not straight. No, you're not, you're not meandering. Loner. You're not a meandering loner.
1: No, you're not a meandering loner.
0: I wonder if I wonder if they figure out the brain of sperms. What what is it again? That, that, again,
1: that, you're at that table, bunch of guys in white coats. Who's with me on this? Yeah. I need to know what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, me
0: too. Subjecting sperm to these kinds of settings in the lab may soon offer practical help for people who have trouble conceiving. And that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs>
1: you're, that's you're, a great story. Mahler, that a, is a great story. Come on. Minute, Mahler. Have Come some on. Fun with Come it, on. Again. Come on, Mahler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I got another one. It's not so bad, Mahler. Come back here. From
0: Aris Technica. Digital license plates that can display information other than a car's license plate number are now legal for all vehicles in California. Say that again. Digital license plates. Okay. That can display information other than a car's license plate number are now legal for all vehicles in California. Legal. Legal.
1: They're not required yet, but they're Legal. Yep. I'd if like you want one, one these, yeah. just
0: visit Reviver.com. Okay, Reviver. one for you. Okay. Reviver is the only company that makes a plate. So it's they not a state thing. In. It's not a
1: state thing yet. Well, but it's a state have, thing that was approved. A, well, was approved yeah.
0: okay. by uh, the, the state, and Reviver is the one that has this. Gotcha. And apparently they want to sell it to fleets of cars. Right. The R-plate, as it's called, uses a monochromatic e-ink screen. Yeah. It's called e-ink. Okay. Uh, protected by a lens that Reviver says is six times stronger than glass. Okay. It's what kind of glass. That's what I want to know. Yeah. What kind of glass? What kind of glass? Thick glass? Thin glass? What? It's a- got your dating profile on there. and Yeah, you can just it, 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 advertise. It, it, yeah, the yeah. plate also includes Bluetooth, low energy, and LTE powered by a five-year battery. The R-plate displays the vehicle's license number, but can also switch to display other messages via a smartphone app. Information showing that the vehicle is stolen.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: Or displaying Amber Alert information. Oh, no, that's... Or telling another driver to F off, for example. Yeah. That would be good. I'd be, Oof, I'd be shooting that one uh, out that there a lot.
1: Be. Oof, that's a danger. So you're... I'm ang- just making that F off yeah, thing. I don't yeah. know if you, you can do it yourself. Probably can't put profanity to show
0: Why can't you just turn your license plate off when you're, like, going fast? Yeah. I guess he, you, you just robbed rob the
1: bank, then you turn it off, and you can. Yeah. But I can imagine an angry spouse, uh-huh. you know, getting a hold of that app, yeah, and just letting yeah. it fly, yeah, yeah. Well, it,
0: yeah. yeah, the husband's driving away, yeah. Yeah. And, and the wife is the saying, like, yeah, you know, cheating bastard. Yeah, yeah, I just robbed the bank. I just robbed a bank. He just, uh, yeah, his, I, I just robbed
1: a bank. So yeah. take that, f yeah. off, cops. Yeah. yeah. So F- oh, I see. So that would attract so the police. So F off. You, so the police would see the F off you cops. The F off cops. And they'd be yeah, chasing them all chasing over. They'd yeah, be beating I them up. You know. They'd
0: beat the hell out of them. Yeah. In the past, Reviver has sold our plates to customers at around $700 plus $7 per month service fee. That seems like a lot just for a license plate. I haven't thought about my license plate for a... Li- I have a vanity plate. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like crows.
1: Is that what that refers to? I've been meaning to ask you. Corvid. Ex-corvid. Yeah. I, I used to be a crow. Yeah. Yeah. So I got one that said ex-corvid, and yeah.
0: then the pandemic hit, and people think that I had You
1: were bragging COVID. about You were bragging about yeah, it. I yeah, I used to have it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Ex-COVID. Yeah. No, ex-corvid. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but now the company, this R reviver company, has moved to a subscription model, which for a personal vehicle will cost nineteen ninety five per month. And you get
1: not one, but two. That seems crazy to Whatever.
0: me, but what do I know? Yeah. Uh, or for 48 months, uh, that would be the 1995. Yeah. Uh, 2 dollars uh and $0.40. Cents. <laughs> That'll be that much for a year.
1: Yeah.
0: For okay. four years. All right. If the thought of a $20 a month subscription is too much to bear, but you don't want a metal plate like everyone else on the no. road. California, I think this is pretty good here. California also legalized using vinyl sticker wrap license plates. Okay. So they, it's a thick piece of vinyl, and it just sticks to your bumper. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think yeah, that's like a pretty that. good idea. Yeah. Especially, they say it's good cosmetically for front of cars. Yeah. Because so many cars, they don't even build a place to put your license. Exactly they have right. this yeah. attachment. that used to be you
1: had to yeah. have a plate up front. Oh, you do. You still do. You still do. do but yeah, yeah, but no... Look at all the Teslas. How many of those Teslas do you see yeah, that don't now you, have... Now you can just get one of these yeah. uh, vinyl sticker plates yeah. for the front. They don't have them on the front, usually. I like that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I can just see all of the A-holes in Newport Beach having these things like next week. The, oh, the wrappers? They're not or the wrappers. The, the digital plates. Digital plates. They're going to be everywhere. Yeah? Where I, yeah, where I'm from. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You
0: can that's see good. it now. Let them let spend it. Yeah. Uh, from the Washington Post... Every Wednesday morning, people in Portland, Oregon, go to their windows and stand on their stoops to watch a group of about 170 happy children roll by by on their bikes, music trailing behind them. The onlookers cheer and take photos. This brings so much joy to so many people, said a parent whose children attend Alameda Elementary School and join in the bike commute each week. Mm -hmm. Physical education teacher Sam Balto leads the caravan of kids, which he calls the bike bus. This April, to mark Earth Day, he proposed trying out the bike bus, which he saw was gaining popularity in Barcelona, in Spain. Mm -hmm. The administrators were enthusiastically on board. The energy and the sense of community and the smiles, the day feels a little bit different than other days, said the principal at the uh, elementary school. Since starting the bike bus, students have started riding together on non-bus days. Nice. Yeah. When you get the students and parents out of their cars and into the community, Balto said, this is where the magic happens. And that's a good story. Yeah, that's is. A, nice story. a very good story. Meanwhile, we- cities across the U.S., including in Orange County, celebrated Walk and Roll to School Day by walking, riding their bikes to school last yeah. week. In Tustin, California, students walked and rolled to school with a police escort, no less. There you go.
1: By the way, we, ne- we may need to get our weekly signals correspondent from Portland. Uh, uh, updating us on this story. Uh-huh. Yeah, hi, and, Heather. hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. She's
0: a uh, uh, serious bike rider. Yes, that's right. That's right. And around. finally, from Vice, a man claiming to be a Russian astronaut in space scammed a Japanese woman into paying for his return trip to Earth, vowing to marry her once he landed. <laughs> the scammer found the 65-year-old victim on Instagram. On his profile he uploaded random photos of space and said he worked at the International Space Station where astronauts have limited access to self-service. <laughs> he repeatedly said he loved her and proposed marriage. Uh, but to actually tie the knot he said he needed $30,000 to return to Earth. Wow. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Reviewed podcast at weeklysignals.com weeklysignals.com Subscribe now.